Because a lot of people come and pray in that part. Okay. If if there is someone praying over there, just maybe keep the camera angle on this camera for that time. Okay. Talk to me. You're gonna check the sink as well. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd So as always, I'm going to begin by saying Alhamdulillah By praising Allah By asking Allah to exalt the mention and grant peace to our messenger Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And to his family and his companions Why do you think I always begin? Why do we always begin with the same thing? Is it because I can't think of anything else to start with? What do you think? We... Excellent. Whenever you start anything, there's a kind of a sunnah of things that you, you start with, right? So you typically, when it's a speech, you typically start with alhamdulillah. What does hamdalah mean? Can anyone guess? Saying alhamdulillah. Yeah? And you begin with as-salatu wassalam ala rasulillah. By asking Allah to exalt the mention. What does that even mean? Asking Allah to exalt the mention. Asking Allah to exalt the mention of the Prophet. What does that, what do you think that mean, might mean? So who is, who is Allah mentioning the Prophet to? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. To the angels, right? Allah is mentioning the Prophet to the angels and mentioning him in a very good way, mentioning uh, all of his praiseworthy qualities to the, to the angels, uh, uh, yeah, mentioning about the Prophet to the angels, and asking Allah to give him salam. We always say, have you ever noticed? We, I mean, we always say to each other, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Where is my translator? Mu'ad. There you are. As-salam, what does the word salam mean? It does, no, we use it like that. But what does it in itself, when I say salamak Allah, Allah is salamak. What does it, what does this mean, salam, what does this word salam mean? What do you think? I, I, I'm not the same person every time. Anas. Okay, we could say peace. Peace, not, a, not the best word, but it's not a bad word. It's just not the best word. Like when I say, like, you know, I don't really need some Arabic speakers. When I say Allah is salamak, what do I what do I mean? Allah keep you what? Safe. May Allah keep you safe. So when you say assalamu alaikum, you're asking Allah to send his safety. To send his safety upon you, keep you safe. To keep you safe from anything that might happen to you. So when you say about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Sallah bit is asking Allah to mention the great qualities of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his praiseworthy characteristics to the angels. And the Salam is about keeping him safe from everything that would take away from his position. Like all the bad things people say about him that's not true. And... Anything that would make him, anything that would take down from his position, you're asking Allah to keep him safe from all of that and to give him peace. Okay, that's very good. So now we've dealt with that issue. We're on to the topic today. 
What was the topic last week? Does anyone have any idea what we spoke about last week? Hmm. I don't know how you know we spoke about last week. We went here. You might, you might have watched about watched it, but I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna be safe, and I'm gonna go with Rahma. Yes. Who is your Lord, Man Rabbuk? Who is your Lord? My Lord is Allah. Okay, we covered that. What do you think the question might be today? We covered the question, who is your Lord? Today we have a new question. And this question is, what is your religion? Madinuk. Now, inshallah, everyone should have their hand up because all of you know what religion you are. Does anyone not know what religion they are? Because we are in crisis mode right now if you don't know what religion you are. If you don't know why you're sitting in a masjid now and you're not sure that this is a masjid, okay, maybe the people on YouTube are not sitting in the masjid, so we can. But everyone knows their religion, right? So if you are asked, what is your religion? You will answer, Mubin, my religion is Islam, I'm a Muslim. Excellent. But that's not the, that wasn't the end of the class. We're not all going to go home there. We're now going to go into the detail of asking ourselves, what is Islam and who is a Muslim. What is Islam? And who's a Muslim? So this word Islam, Islam, I want to hear your ideas first and then I'm going to tell you a story about wrestling. I'm really serious, I'm really, I'm going to tell you a story about wrestling and that's going to illustrate beautifully, inshallah, my point about what Islam means. But that's another point. What do you think that Islam means? Oscar. Wow, I, I like that. People respect Allah, they worship Allah, they give Allah his rights. I, like, I really like that. That was a good answer. I like that answer. What does Islam mean? Islam. I just want you to translate the word Islam. I want just a dictionary. I'm looking under Islam. I'm looking under the letter, the letter Hamza. And then seeing Islam and the English translation is Dani. Submission. Okay. Zana, what was yours? Submission to Allah. Okay. Nobody thinks Islam means peace. I think he said Salam means peace. Most people often say that Islam means Peace. That's really common, isn't it? You hear, even in da'wah videos, Islam means peace. We Muslims are peaceful. Apart from all those times when we're not. We Muslims are peaceful, Yani. Actually, the word Islam doesn't mean peace. Not really. It's close to the word peace, but it's not really the word peace. So here, let me illustrate with my discussion on wrestling. Okay? Two people are fighting each other. And one of them says to the other, Aslim. Aslim, you need Islam. You, know, you need to have Islam right now. They're fighting each other. And the other one says, okay, Islam it is. Did they just agree to make peace with each other? No. The word Aslim means submit, give up. It means give up. It doesn't mean peace. 
When you're fighting someone and you say to them, Aslim, it doesn't mean to them, can we be peaceful now? It means give up. Give up. Okay, we've already answered, actually, Zana did a great job of answering the next part of it already. But just generally speaking, how do we link that to the religion of Islam, the word, the meaning give up? Give up. Islam is giving up, submitting. Giving, giving up. What are you giving up and who are you giving it up to? Giving up your bad actions. I like that. Like stopping your bad actions. I like that. That's good. That's really nice. But in Islam, that's true in, in language, in Arabic. But I'm talking about here, I'm talking about uh, in, in Islam, in, in the religion of Islam. You're giving up anything that Allah doesn't like. More than that, you're giving up your own choice. When you say, Aslamtu li Rabbil Alameen, I have become a Muslim for Allah, you're giving up what? You're giving up your choice. You're giving up your choices. And that can be understood by when Allah said, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ it's not allowed for a Muslim man or a Muslim woman when Allah and his messenger decide something that they have any choice. You don't have a choice anymore. No Muslim, the word Muslim doesn't go with the word choice. I just choose what I like. I pray how I like. I do what I like. I live what I like. What's haram is what I feel is haram. What's halal is what I want to be halal. I'm just enjoying myself. No, it doesn't go with the word Islam. Islam is when Allah has decided something for you. And when the Prophet ﷺ has told you about what Allah has decided for you, it's not allowed for you to have any choice at all. Why? Why not? Don't, why can't I just do what I want? Why can't I just, why does these things have to be haram? Why shouldn't I just do what I want? Hmm. Go on, Habibi, yes. I love that answer. That answer is amazing because you're not the boss of everything. Can I find the Arabic word for the boss of everything? Could I use the word rub? Rub, that would be a good word for that. One of the meanings of the word rub is the boss of everything. Really, that seriously, the word rub, the word lord, one of the meanings of the word rub is the boss of everything. You're not the rub. You're not the creator. You're not the one who controls the heavens and the earth. You don't know everything. You don't decree whatever's going to happen. So you shouldn't be choosing things for yourself. You don't know what might be good for you. And what might not be good for you? Yes, Oscar, what else? Excellent. Allah is the Rabb because Allah is the creator. And Allah controls everything. 
So once you know that about Allah, you know that Allah knows best. And Allah tells us in the Quran, sometimes we don't know what's good for us. Wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun. Allah knows, but you don't know. Maybe you don't like something and Allah makes it really good for you. Yeah. Maybe you love something and the thing you love isn't good for you. How many of you love sweets? Okay, cool. I love sweets too. What would happen if you ate nothing but sweets your whole life? Your whole life, you just ate sweets. All day, every day, nothing else. What would happen? You would become very unwell. You would get all kinds of problems in your teeth, in your health. You become very, very unwell. You might like something, but it's not good for you. Who knows what's good for you? Allah knows what's good for you. Allah knows what's good for you, what isn't good for you. Allah said in the Quran, Which surah is this in? Come on. Both, either of you two. No, try the next one. Just to, to try Surah Tabarak Alladhi Biyadihi Al-Mulk. Well done. Surah Al-Mulk. Surah Al-Mulk. Ala ya'lamu man khalaq. Doesn't the one who created you know? The one who made you knows what's best for you. It's like a manual, right? It's like when someone makes something and you have a manual for it, the person who made it knows, right? Best. So Allah who created you knows best what's good for you. So when you become a Muslim, you agree to give up your desires, the things you want, your choices, and to go with what Allah said is best. To go with what Allah said is best. So Islam then, to go back to our original topic, means al-istislamu lillah. It means submitting to Allah. Giving up and submitting to Allah. Think about the sajda. You know your sujood. What, what, are you, what in sujood, what parts of the body touch the floor? I know it's a fair question, but never mind. How many parts of the body touch the floor first? Let's have some numbers. I just want a number. How many parts of the body touch the floor in sujood? How many? A number. I want a number. No, I want a total number. I want you to add up all the parts. Umirtu an asjuda ala, I was commanded to prostrate on how many parts? No. 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 Seven, alhamdulillah. Seven. What are the seven? They are the forehead, including the nose. Because the Prophet said, or he, point, he said, al-jabha, the forehead, 
وَأَشَارَ إِلَىٰ أَنْفِهِ And he pointed to his nose. So it's your forehead, including your nose. That's one. And your two hands, that is three. Any One, two, three. And your two knees, four and five. And your two sets of toes on your feet. And that is six and seven. When you make sujood, when you are like that, what does that say about you and Allah? Do you understand the question? Like you're, you're, you've got your forehead on the ground. What does that? How? What does that say about you and Allah? What is your position, and what is Allah's position? If that makes sense, yes, Anas. Because Allah is the highest. Allah is Al-A'la. And you are a slave of Allah, a servant of Allah. You put your, your head on the ground in the lowest place you can go. Can you go any lower? You can't go any lower than that without digging a hole in the ground. You can't go any lower than that. You lower yourself. That's the meaning of Islam. That's what Islam, the religion of Islam means. You lower yourself down. That, oh Allah, I'm right down here. I'm low. I'm your servant. I'm your slave. You're my Lord. Like the brother said, you're the boss. You're the one who controls everything in the heavens and the earth. You're the Rabb. The one who controls everything. As Sayyid al-Muta' The one who is in control of everything and the one who is obeyed. And I am trying my best to obey you. And so Islam is all about trying your best. Like they say, That you're trying your very best to obey Allah. Now I've got a question for you. What does it mean to obey Allah? I use this word, big word sometimes and I want people to explain so I make sure everybody understood what I meant. To obey Allah. Thinking I haven't heard from you today, Rabia. What does it mean to obey Allah? Give me a different word I could use. Go on then. To worship Him. Good, okay. But I want the word obey. If you, I want you to make it, maybe some people don't understand this word, obey Allah. What does it, like what does the word obey mean? Okay, listen to what he said. Do what he tells you, right? That's what obey means, right? But is it just doing what he tells you or is there also not doing what he tells you not to do? So there are two things that you're told to do in Islam. There are things you're told to do. Can you give me an example of something you're told to do? Everyone should be able to give me an example. Go on, at the back. Yes, Habibi. Something Allah told us to do. Anything at all. Pray. Brilliant. Tell me now an example of something that Allah told us not to do. Behind uh, Adian's brother. Yeah. Okay, not be bad. I wanted the brother, the one in, the, in front of you. I'm, I'm bad with things. Yes, Habib. Something Allah told us not to do. Don't eat haram food. Excellent. Don't eat haram food. I need you to give me an example of one thing that's one type of food that's haram so we know. Yes. Pork. Excellent. Pork. 
is one of the things that is haram. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَيْتَ وَالْدَمْ وَلَحْمَ الْخِنْزِيرِ All of the products that come from the pig, including pork and all of the other products. So pork, we're not allowed. So Allah told us to do things and Allah told us not to do things. The things that Allah told us not to do, is there a reason for them or just Allah wants to test if you're going to listen or not? Did Allah just, you know sometimes people make up rules that don't make sense. Would you agree? Like these are all this, some of these rules at the moment we have to follow everywhere. What about the rules of Allah? When Allah tells you don't do something, is there a reason for it? Yes, Mu'ad. Very good. Excellent. So for example, you give me another example of the haram food, which is like the animal, which is like the sheep or the lamb, that is not when slaughtered. It, it, Bismillah is not said over. Excellent. Very good example. But I want to know, when Allah made something haram for you, is there a reason for that? Or is it just to see, you know, just because this dunya is difficult and there's tests and trials, is there a reason why Allah made things haram for you? Hmm. What do you think, Oscar? I like that, very good, I like that He wants to test you if you're going to be a good Muslim Okay, but more than that, more, not just that I like that, it's a very good answer It's a very good answer He wants you to go to Jannah I want you to think about something Allah said Yuridullahu bikum al-yusr Wala yuridu bikum al-usr Allah wants things to be easy Allah doesn't want things to be difficult. Everything Allah made haram, He made haram because it's bad for you. He didn't make it haram just to make life difficult for you. Everything that is haram, it's haram because it's bad for you. So when we don't eat, for example, pork, is it because just, you know, Muslims don't eat pork? Or is it because pork is actually something bad for you? Yeah? What do you think, Mubin? No, no, no. I want to answer this question though. Yeah? It's bad for you. Allah doesn't make anything haram except that there's a reason for it. And we know that from Allah's name, Al-Hakim. And when Allah said, Hikmatun Baligah. Allah has infinite wisdom. Everything Allah does is wise. Allah doesn't want to make things difficult for you. So when sometimes, for example, when a girl grows up and she starts to wear the hijab, and then, oh, it's difficult. Why do I have to wear it? I don't want to, why, why do I have to wear it? It's what's good for you. Allah doesn't tell you to do something that isn't good for you. Everything Allah told you to do, there's a reason for it, and it's good for you. And everything Allah told you not to do, there's a reason for it, and it is bad for you. But do we always know the reason? Do, we, do you think we always know the reason? What do you think, Yusuf? Do we always know the reason? No. Sometimes we don't know the reason, so what do we have to do? Here we have to submit. Give up. Allah knows best. But we know that if Allah made something haram for us, that's because it's bad for us. 
And if Allah told us we have to do something, that's because it's good for us. What about recommended things that you don't have to do, but you should do? How do we understand those? Go on. Okay, it's good for us, but it doesn't matter if you leave it one sometimes. Yeah? It's good for you, but it doesn't matter if you leave it sometimes. And what about things that are disliked? Makro. Go on, you finish it off. So, so they're things that are bad for you, but it doesn't matter if you do them sometimes. So for example, drinking when standing up, right? Drinking when standing up is not as good for you as drinking sitting down, right? In fact, like Ibn al-Qayyim said, when you drink standing up, the water just goes through you and it doesn't really benefit you very much. Does it hurt you if you drink standing up every now and again? Rarely. It doesn't hurt you, right? But if you did it all the time, what would happen? You would actually start, you know, you, you, would, get, you would get sick and it wouldn't benefit you. So the things that Allah dislikes are the things which are bad for you. But if you do it from time to time, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you too much if you do it from time to time. But as for the things that are haram, we must never do those things. Never. Unless we have no choice at all. We must never do them. Okay? All right. We've got, we've got quite far through our discussion. Go on, our last idea, and then I'm going to move to a different topic. Well, a different part of the topic. Yes, definitely. Because Allah said about listening to the shaitan, Allah said, uh, for example, إِنَّمَا يَأْمُرُكُمْ بِالسُّوءِ وَالْفَحْشَاءِ وَأَن تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ The shaitan tells you to do horrible things, dirty things, and he tells you to do bad, and he tells you to do, to say about Allah what you don't know. So definitely, we shouldn't be listening to the shaitan. And Allah said, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ Shaitan is your enemy, so make him, make him your enemy. How do you behave with your enemy? Do you listen to him? If you have an enemy, if you have an enemy, enemy, someone's waiting for you with a gun outside the door. He wants to, he wants to shoot you. You have an enemy. Are you going to stand and say, tell me a story? No. So that's why we don't listen to the shaitan. Okay. Stop the questions for a second. Put your hands down. Anyone on YouTube's got his hands up? Put your hands down as well. And we're going to move on to the next section, which is the word Islam. Our religion is Islam, right? We all agreed. Everyone happy? What's your religion? Islam. Very good. We talked about what Islam means. Islam was the religion of the Prophet Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Would you agree? He was a Muslim and Islam was his religion. What about the Prophet Jesus? What was his religion? Isa alayhi salam. What was his religion? Our Prophet Muhammad was Muslim 
His religion was Islam. What was the religion of Isa? Alayhi salatu wassalam. Yes, Rabia. Mm, interesting. That was, inter that was the answer I was expecting you to give. Now I want to hear if anyone else has any different answer. Yes, Anas. Okay, so that's the same answer. That's the same answer. So some people so far said Christian. Oscar, what was the religion of Isa? Okay, Christian again. That's the same one. Danny. Muslim. And the answer that Danny gave is correct. Isa was not a Christian. But that's what people say about him who are Christians, right? He wasn't Christian. He was a Muslim. His religion was Islam. So let me ask you a second question just to get this clear. Abraham, Ibrahim, what was his religion? Yes, Habibi. Islam. Nuh alayhi salam, what was his religion? Islam. Okay, Musa, this is a trick one, difficult one. Think about this, be careful. Think carefully. Musa alayhi salam, what was his religion? Islam, alhamdulillah. You guys got it now. All of the prophets, their religion was Islam and they were Muslims. But we have a problem now. How could they be Muslims when the Qur'an was revealed after them? The Qur'an was revealed after them, right? We sent it down on Laylatul Qadr. The Qur'an came down on, on Laylatul Qadr. The Qur'an came down from Allah to the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. Jibreel brought the revelation to the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. All the other prophets came before the Qur'an was sent down. So how can they be Muslim when the Qur'an was sent down before them? This is a tough question to answer. That's why everyone has their hand up. No, not everyone. Mm, who have I not heard from recently? Go on, Zana. Very good. I really like that. that. Is an excellent answer. Very well done, mashaAllah. All the prophets, they told the people about Islam. Actually, I'm going to answer this one for you to give you. Your answer is totally correct. I'm just going to expand on it. Okay? I'm going to say to you this. There are two meanings of the word Islam. One is Islam generally. And one is Islam in a special sense, in a special way. So generally, Islam means submission to Allah. Did Isa submit to Allah? Yes. Did Adam submit to Allah? Yes. Did Muhammad submit to Allah? Yes. Did Nuh submit to Allah? Yes. Did Ibrahim submit to Allah? Yes. So they were all Muslims in a general sense. The special meaning of Muslim is the Muslim that we know today, meaning the one who believes in Allah alone or with no partner, worships him alone with no partner, and believes that Muhammad ﷺ is the last and final messenger, and the Qur'an is our scripture, and so on. That's the special meaning of Islam. I mean, that's the meaning of Islam as in Muslim today. 
But generally, all of the prophets were Muslim. Now, why is it then? I've got a really good question because many of you said Christian. Yeah? Many of you said Christian. How did that mix-up end up happening? Where, what happened where people, where, why did people, I mean, Isa said he's a Muslim and he submitted to Allah. So why did he, why did people start to think that he was a Christian? How did that get mixed up in people's minds? Go on, Aisha. Shaitan confused them. That's true, but I want to know how Shaitan confused them. What happened? What happened to the message? Did the message stay preserved and saved? No. The message got corrupted. It got changed. And it got lost the message got changed and it got lost what did isa say he said ma qultu lahum illa ma amartani bih an i'budullaha rabbi wa rabbakum i only said to them what you told me to say worship allah my lord and your lord but over time his message got lost the shaitan came and tried to change it in people's mind and people lost the message until they started to even believe it was a different religion from the religions that came or the religion that came before. Why is it so important that Islam is one religion for all the prophets? Why is that so important for us to believe that Islam is one religion for all the prophets? Yes, Mubi. You have to scratch your head that way next time, otherwise I think you're putting your hand up. Go on. Brilliant. It clarifies for us, it shows us that none of the prophets believed in anything except Islam. And it tells us when someone says, well, what religion, what religion should you have been before Muhammad was born, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Muslim. What religion would you have been if you were born at the time of Isa? Muslim. What religion was Nuh? Muslim. What religion was Ibrahim? Muslim. It shows you the religion of Allah is how many religions does Allah have? One religion. Not three religions, not Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Allah has one religion. Inna deena indallahil islam. The only religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. There's no other religion that Allah will accept from you. So on the day of judgment, if you come in front of Allah and you were not a Muslim, what will happen? Will Allah accept that from you? Will Allah accept that from you? No. What's the evidence? Whoever wants a religion which is not Islam, Allah will never, ever, ever accept it from him. Allah is never going to accept that religion from him. And in the hereafter, 
when he dies and he stands in front of Allah, he's going to be a loser, that person. He's going to be a loser, the person who chose a religion which isn't Islam. The only religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. So now I have another question which is a really important question as part of our discussion about what our religion is. How do we know what Islam is? This is really important. I Just put your hand down for a second while I explain the question because maybe, maybe you think it's easier than it is. One day I come in and I say, everybody put your hands on your head because that's part of Islam. How do you tell what's part of Islam and what isn't part of Islam? How do you know what's really Islam and what isn't from Islam? Go on, Oscar. Very good, I like that answer. So you know that, that Islam is about knowing who Allah is and worshipping Allah, giving Allah his rights. So Islam is that. That's very true. But I want someone who says, okay, prove it to me. How do I know what, how do I know? How do I know whether this is my culture or my religion? Do you know what I mean by culture? Like for example, um, let's, give, let, let's give an example. Like someone's culture is to wear certain kind of clothing, Right? Like someone in someone's culture, like they wear like this, for example, this kind of clothing I'm wearing right here. This is from a certain kind of culture, right? How do I know some food is from a certain kind of culture? How do I know the difference between someone's culture and someone's religion? Like, how do I know what's really Islam? That's my question. Yes, Habib. Okay, good. I like that. Very good answer. You have to listen to what Allah said. So how do I know what Allah, what Allah said? The Qur'an, excellent, Ariel. So that's my first one. The Qur'an, the Qur'an. That's my first source of knowing what Islam said. So here I go, when I say to me, Islam says that Zuhr is how many raka'at? Four. You all agree? Does anyone want to pray one raka'at, three, five? No, everyone agrees four. Could you just show me where that is in the Qur'an? I give you a clue. It's not in the Qur'an. Anywhere at all in the Qur'an. So there must be something else as well as the Qur'an. The Qur'an tells me, Perform the prayer. Make ruku' with the people who are making ruku' make sujood and come near to Allah. But I want to know where, did, where does it prove to me, where do you show to me Dhuhr is four raka'at? How do I know Dhuhr is four? You told me four, all of you gave me a fatwa. You sat there, you gave me a fatwa just like that. Just like that, you all said four raka'at. Done, finished. Nobody had any other opinion. Where did you get this from? It's not in the Quran. Go on. The Sunnah. What is the Sunnah? Hold on, that's what is Sunnah. What is the Sunnah? What the Prophet ﷺ said and what he did, what he approved of, and his description. Can you all follow this with me? Because this is important. The Sunnah is what the Prophet ﷺ said. 
what he said when he said something and it was recorded and memorized and then written down that's the sunnah right what he did he went here he did this he he smiled he laughed he prayed here yeah what he did what he approved of so someone did something in front of him and he approved of it. He said it's okay. In other words, he smiled or he remained silent. He, he, it was okay. He didn't mind. And his description, his personality, how did he look like? That is the sunnah. And that's our second source of Islam, where we get Islam from. Everything else comes from those two. Have you ever heard of any other, any other ways, any other evidences in Islam apart from the Qur'an and the Sunnah? It might be a difficult question for you guys. It might be a little bit young maybe for this one. But have you heard anyone else talk about any other evidences apart from the Qur'an and the Sunnah? No, not your dreams. Not what feels good. Anyone heard of any other evidences? I give you a clue. When I asked you about dhuhr, four raka'at, all of you said the same thing. That's my clue. Okay, but the prophet's going to come under, going to come under sunnah, right? And I, I see what you mean. You mean the other prophets, right? Yeah, the other prophets that comes under shara'u man qablana, and it comes in the Quran and the sunnah. So you're right about that, like the, the previous... Uh, like the previous prophets But that comes to us in, in the Quran, right? I'm talking about something that doesn't come to us in the Quran Or the Sunnah But you all said four raka'at, right? Okay, hold on, hold on Just take one word out of that I, I, No, not the word sometimes I'm, I'm saying that as if silently Agreement so what about if all the Muslims, the, all the scholars of Islam agree on something? This can also be an evidence in Islam, but that evidence comes back to the Qur'an and the Sunnah because it's mentioned in the Qur'an and it's mentioned in the, in the Sunnah. So it doesn't go outside of the Qur'an and the Sunnah really. When everyone agrees on something, it's still part of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So in your life, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something very important, guys. I want everyone to listen to this and give me full attention for this one. The Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِشْ مِنْكُمْ Whoever of you lives for a long time is going to see lots of differences. Have you ever seen that? People differ, like disagreeing about what Islam is or isn't. Have you ever seen that, yeah? Everyone just fighting over, ah, it's not right yet, it's halal, haram, I said, he said, she said, we said. And they're fighting with each other about what Islam is about. And one person believes this and one person believes that. And you see a lot of that, right? A lot of that. فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي So go back to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. تَمَسَّكُوا بِهَا Hold on to it. You know your teeth at the back here Your big teeth The teeth you chomp down on Hold like this Hold like this onto the sunnah Don't let it go 
What does that hadith tell us? وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ And keep away from the new things in the religion of Islam. Keep away from the new things. Because every new thing is an innovation. What does that mean? Who can explain that part of the hadith to me? Yes. So Allah didn't, the new things are the things that Allah didn't tell us to do. And the Prophet ﷺ didn't tell us to do. And his companions, they didn't show us to do it either. Stick to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa. So guys, I want you just to give me attention on this one. It's important. If you're ever in doubt or you ever are confused about what's a part of Islam and what's not a part of Islam, you have to go back to three things. You go back to the Quran, you go back to the sunnah, and you go back to the companions and what they understood. So let me ask you a question. Who are the companions? Yes, Yusuf. The people who were with the Prophet ﷺ. Excellent. Can anyone give me more details about like a, a proper explanation? The people who were with the Prophet So if I saw the Prophet in a dream Would I be a companion? No Like Yusuf said you have to be With him in his In his time Who's a companion? Who, who's a companion? Okay someone who helps him and follows him But you might help him and follow him right now, like you might help the religion of Islam and you might follow the Prophet right now. But that wouldn't make you a companion. Yes, Anas. Good. Believed in him. Yeah, and died as a Muslim. MashaAllah, you got it, spot on. A person who saw the Prophet ﷺ or heard him, and if he couldn't see him, and he believed in him at that time, and he died as a Muslim. During his lifetime, he believed in him and he died as a Muslim. Man Islam. Whoever saw the Prophet ﷺ during his lifetime, and when he saw him, he was a believer and he died as a Muslim, that's a companion. Can you give me some of the names of the companions? Oh, this is easy. Where are you all sleeping in the back? Give me the name of some of the companions. No, companion. I want Sahabi. Sahabi. Ism Sahabi. Yes. Abu Bakr as Siddiq. The best of the companions. The best of the companions. Yes. Who was the second best after Abu Bakr? Umar. Umar. And then after Umar, who came? Bilal. Bilal, but Bilal comes later. I want directly after Umar. Bilal is a companion, radiallahu anhu. Bilal. 
is a companion radiallahu an, but he comes afterwards. I want the third best. Uthman radiallahu an. And the fourth? Everyone knows the fourth. Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. Okay, very good. So we're going to learn more about them in the stories about the companions. Okay, so when you feel confused about Islam, you go back to Quran, Sunnah, companions. Quran and the Sunnah and the companions. You go back to the Quran, you go back to the Sunnah, you go back to the companions. And you look at how they understood the Qur'an and the Sunnah And if you find this thing you're confused about Explained there, Alhamdulillah And if you don't find it explained there Then you realize that this might be something which is from The new Newly invented practices The new things That we're supposed to keep away from yeah? Okay. Very, very good. Allah Azza wa Jal called us Muslims. Right? He is the one who called you, named you to be Muslims. But what kind of a Muslim are you? What kind of a Muslim are you? You can answer that the same way as I spoke to you about before. I'm a Muslim who follows the Quran. I'm a Muslim who follows the Sunnah, the way that the companions understood them. That's your answer. What kind of a Muslim are you? That's the kind of Muslim I am. I'm not the kind of Muslim who throws the Quran behind my back. I'm not the kind of Muslim who doesn't believe in the Sunnah. Because there are some people who call themselves Muslim that don't believe in the Sunnah. I'm not the kind of Muslim who follows the Quran and the Sunnah how I think it should be. I'm not the kind of Muslim who follows the Quran and the Sunnah based on my dreams and my feelings and what feels good today. I follow the Quran and the Sunnah the way that the companions understood it, the way Abu Bakr understood it, the way Umar understood it, the way Uthman understood it, the way Ali understood it, the way that Bilal, as you mentioned, radiallahu anhu, wa radiallahu anhum ajma'in, understood it. That's how I want to understand the Quran and the Sunnah. Because there are many, many Muslims who say, we follow the Quran and the Sunnah. Many people, in fact, almost Every but almost all Muslims will say to you Yeah, Quran, Sunnah, Quran, Sunnah But how do you understand them? When you see that hadith written down there How do you understand it? You go and look How did Abu Bakr understand it? How did Umar understand it? Why did Umar and Abu Bakr And Uthman and Ali and Bilal And all those companions Why did they understand it better? Than me Than you Why did they understand it better? Because the Prophet was their teacher, they were closer to him, they were alive when he was alive, 
They were with him. They learned from him. You guys learn from a teacher who learned from a teacher who learned from a teacher, from a teacher, from a teacher, who learned from a teacher, 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 and keep going and going and going. Eventually, you get somewhere near to the Prophet They learned from the Prophet directly. Every day, Abu Bakr went out with the Prophet Umar went out with the Prophet Oh Prophet, how is this? How is this? What do we do for this? They learned from him directly. So they know how to understand the Quran and how to understand the Sunnah. Alright, but I've got you a question about Islam and Muslim. Which one is perfect? It's almost like a riddle, but it's not, not really. Islam and Muslim. Hmm. Can you put your hand down for a second? I want to see see what's nice. Islam, brilliant. Why? Islam is what Allah revealed. Who's a Muslim? Someone who practices Islam. Does every Muslim practice Islam exactly like Allah revealed it? No. We make mistakes, right? Sometimes we do things right, sometimes we do things wrong. Does every teacher give you 100% the right answer every time? No. My two kids are sat there going, no. <laughs> As in, no, we've tested that. Dad definitely doesn't give us the right answer every time. Definitely not. No, no, no. Dad does not give us the right answer every time. Your teacher doesn't always give you the right answer. The right answer is the answer that came from Allah the answer that came from the Prophet the answer the companions understood, that's the right answer. Sometimes your teacher gets it right, sometimes your teacher gets it wrong. Sometimes Muslims do the right thing and sometimes Muslims do the wrong thing. A Muslim might lie, but lying is haram. A Muslim might steal, but stealing is haram. A Muslim might be bad to their mom and dad, but being bad to your mom and dad is haram. Just because a Muslim does that, doesn't change Islam. Islam Islam is still perfect. What's the proof that Islam is perfect? Allah said, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ Today I have completed my favor for you. Completed your religion for you and completed my favor for you. I've completed your religion. Your religion is done, finished, perfect. And I've chosen for you Islam as your religion. Your religion is Islam. And Islam is perfect. Muslims, yeah, sometimes there are good Muslims, not so good Muslims. Muslims who do many things right, but still everybody makes mistakes, right? Everybody gets things right, everybody gets things wrong. And that's why Imam Malik has a very famous statement. You know Imam Malik, has anyone heard of Imam Malik before? Imam Malik bin Anas, Imam Udar al-Hijrah, the Imam of Medina, one of the great scholars of Islam, he said, min He said, everyone has things that he said that are right and things that he said that are 
wrong, except the person in that grave. Whose grave do you think he was pointing at? He was the Imam of Medina. It might help you out. Who doesn't get things wrong? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Illa sahiba hadha al-qabr. Except the person in that grave and he pointed to the grave of the Prophet sallallahu He's the one who didn't get anything wrong. As for us, everyone, no matter how big the sheikh is, no matter how much knowledge the sheikh has, everyone gets things right and everyone gets things wrong. So we go back to the Quran, the Sunnah, the way that the companions understood it. Okay, I have a last uh, point that I want to chat to you about before we go to the questions. Allah said, Today I completed your religion for you. And I completed my blessing for you. I've got a really easy question that all of you can answer. And it's part of what you study in the class today. Why or what are some of the blessings of being a Muslim? Why should you be proud to be a Muslim? Why, what are some of the blessings What's the ni'mah of Islam? The blessings of being a Muslim. Ni'matul Islam or ni'am. The ni'am of, of being a Muslim. What's, what's good about being a Muslim? Why is it important? Because on, it's the only way to worship Allah properly and it's the only way to paradise. Beautiful. You'll have a happy life. Uh-huh. Like Allah Azza wa Jal said, فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا We are going to make this person have a good life. This person is going to be from the people of Jannah. And in Jannah, you're going to have a beautiful life, a happy life. In Jannah, you have everything you want. We have to do description of Jannah sometime. In one of our classes, we have to do we have to talk about Jannah, description of Jannah sometime, inshallah. One of our classes soon. What's some of the blessings of Islam? Someone said, what's good about being a Muslim? Yes, Habib, in the back. Yes. You have the Quran. You have the guidance from Allah, the Quran that you can, it's there, preserved for you. You can read it, you can understand it. Beautiful. Yes, We'll come to that in the questions, okay? You can ask me that question in the questions, okay? Very good. Keep the question in your mind, but just ask it in the, in the Q&A. What's some of the blessings of Islam? By, by worshipping Him, we said that you know how to worship Allah. You, okay. Wow, that was, that was nice. I like that. That was a little bit... Okay, it was, it was nice, mashallah. You, you have a Lord that actually exists because everything, everything else that people worship besides Allah is fake, right? People worshipping trees and stones and stars. Can you imagine? I, I just want you to imagine, guys, listen to me, right? I want you to imagine that there are some people tonight who will go out and they will raise up their hands to the stars and they're going to pray to the stars to help them. Why? I'm going to tell you more ajib than that. I went to India. And I'm not just 
seen not just only in India, but I happen to see this in India. I saw a queue of people as long as you can see. Each one of them was carrying a platter of fruit and food. And in front of them was a cow. And they would go to the cow and they would make sajda to the cow and they would worship the cow. And the cow just went, Mmm. They believe that cow is their Lord. What a blessing you have that you don't go every day and worship a cow. What a blessing you have that you don't worship someone who's dead. You don't go to a grave and worship a dead person. What a blessing you have that you don't worship the sun. There are people who get up every morning. I, with my own eyes, I've seen I was in Sharjah near my house where I used to live, I, with my own eyes, I saw the sun rise and I saw someone sitting, worshipping the sun. Wallah, is there anything more silly than this? Is there anything, is there anything that is any safaha which is bigger than this? Anything which is more silly and more strange than a person who's worshipping the cow, worshipping the sun, Worshipping the stars, somebody who believes. You think this is only in in strange, you know, far off lands, right? Tell me today. Open a newspaper in England. There will be a section that tells you that the stars are going to affect you today. There will be a section in the newspaper that says to you, today this star moved over here, so you're going to have a car accident. Today this star went over here, so you're going to find happiness. Is there anything more crazy than this? What does that star have to do with anything? Nothing at all, but the people read it, they're like, oh, the star is really going to change my life. Oh no, look at the star, look at my life. Wallah, you have, you know who your Lord is. You know Allah, you worship Allah. Don't ever leave that for anything. Don't ever leave that and change that and go back to worshipping the sun and the moon and the stars and the dead people and the stones. Some people do that as well. Even in the UK, they put big stones. They go to the stone, they ask the stone for help. Please, like, have you tried asking a stone for... I mean, have you just tried, don't ask a stone for help. Have you tried asking a stone for anything? Have you tried asking a stone for the time of day to start with, you know? Can you tell me what the time of day is, please? Do you ever get an answer back from the stone? Never. The stone didn't create you. The stone doesn't know. The stone doesn't answer your dua. The stone doesn't hear you. Yeah? You worship Allah and that's a big blessing. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, uh, briefly for just two minutes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself because as you know, I wasn't born as a Muslim. I wasn't born a Muslim. I think everyone in this room was born Muslim apart from me, right? Far as I know. Everyone here was born Muslim. And when you were born, your mom and dad, or one of them, were Muslim. Yeah? That's such a big blessing. I went, when I was your age, what you are all now, I was not a Muslim. I didn't come to the masjid. I didn't pray. I didn't know about Allah. I didn't know that I had to worship Allah. I didn't know that I had to pray five times a day. 
I didn't know what was good or what was bad, what was halal, what was haram. And I had to go and look for that and find that out. And because of that, I really hold on to it really tight. I don't want to ever let it go because I know what it was like before when I didn't have it. The only problem you guys have, you have a big blessing, you were born Muslim, but sometimes you forget how big of a blessing it is because you don't know what it's like not to have it. And wallah, there are so many young kids today who are going away from Islam. Do you know that you see your friends not coming to a masjid, not praying, not wanting to be Muslim anymore, not dressing like a Muslim, not talking like a Muslim, not behaving like a Muslim, changing their name to a non-Muslim name? Hold on to your Islam. Islam is your religion. You're Muslim. Hold on to it, be strong, keep it with you. The last thing I'm going to talk to you about, inshallah ta'ala, is part of your religion being Islam is that you have to be different from the non-Muslims. Is that true? Would you agree? You are different, right? You know, when one of your friends goes off and worships the sun and the stars and the moon and the, you know, all those other things, you come to the masjid and worship Allah, you're different. You have to be different. You should be proud to be different. You shouldn't be shy to be different. You're different because you're a Muslim. You know Allah. You worship Allah. And that makes you different. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Man Whoever resembles. What does resemble mean? Like copies, like kind of looks like. Yeah, a, a people is one of them. And meaning if you start to copy the non-Muslims in what they do and you start to behave like them and act like them and talk like them and even worship like them, you start to do everything like them, then you become one of them, right? So you have to be proud to be different. You have to be proud to be Muslim and proud to be different from those other people. And that doesn't mean you can't be nice to them. Allah doesn't stop you from being nice to them. Allah doesn't stop you to being fair to them. But don't be like them. Don't try and copy them. Don't be amazed when you see them on TV or you see them on YouTube. Shouldn't be watching TV, but in case. Or you see them on your phone or you see them in school or you see them in the newspaper don't be amazed by them don't say i want to be that person you don't want to be that person why don't you want to be that person because what's going to happen to them when they die if they don't change and they die like that as a non-muslim they're going to go to jahannam they're going to go to the fire nobody wants to be like that so don't be like that don't copy them there's a really important hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu The Prophet sallallahu he said, Al-mar'u ma'aman ahab. You're going to be raised with the person that you love. If you love Abu Bakr, you try to copy him. You love Bilal, you try to copy him. You love Aisha, our mother Aisha, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu and the daughter of Abu Bakr, you try to copy her. You love our mother Hafsa radiallahu anha, the daughter of Umar, you try to copy her. And you try to be like those people, inshallah, yawm al-qiyamah, you're going to find yourself after you die with them. But if you're looking at 
pop stars and film stars and you're looking at celebrities and you're looking at YouTubers and whatever and you're trying to be like them, the problem is Yawm Al-Qiyamah, you might end up with them and they're not going to be in a good place if they stay in that way. So don't be frightened to be different. Be proud of your religion. Be proud of your Islam and be different from all those people who chose a different way. You chose Islam and make Islam your choice. Don't make Islam just your religion of your mom and dad. Right? Is that, do you understand what I mean by that? Don't make Islam the religion of your mom and dad. What I mean by that is, I'm just Muslim because my mom and dad are Muslim. No, you know how important Islam is. You learnt it. And now, inshallah, you chose Islam for yourself. And of course, I mentioned this whole topic and this whole class because this is the second question you're going to get asked where When you're in the grave. The first question was, Who is your Lord? And the second question, What is your religion? So when you're asked, Who is my Lord? You're going to say, Rabbi Allah. My Lord is Allah. And when you're asked, You're going to say, Dini, my religion, Al-Islam is the religion of Al-Islam, the religion of Islam. That's what Allah made easy for me to mention. I think we have, do we have any time before the... Do we, is it Adhan time now? Okay, so we have time for a couple of questions before the Adhan. Yes? Ah, uh, <laughs> you mean, uh, you're right, I, you're, you're completely right. When you travel, dhuhr is four raka'at, but when you travel, it is, it's two. You're completely right about that, you're right. I was just trying to give an example. I should have said maghrib, three raka'at, because that doesn't change, you're right. Jazakallah khairan for that. Did anyone else have any questions? Yes, Habib, uh, hold on, I had a question from, you had a question for me about black magic, right? Black magic is one of the biggest sins. Actually, all magic is black magic. There's no good magic. There's no white magic, blue magic, pink magic, or any other color magic. Magic is just all horrible. It's all horrible. So it's all evil, and it takes you away from Islam. So it's not allowed ever. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this word comes in the Quran. Black magic. The word that comes in the Quran is just magic. But some people, they said black magic, white magic, good magic. I, I don't think that's a good word to use. The word, all magic is, all magic is haram. And, and proper magic, real magic, takes you outside of Islam. It's one of the things that makes you go away from and outside of Islam. Brilliant. I love that. That's a, that's a beautiful summary of what we said. Make sure you always listen to Allah. Take your religion as Islam. Be a good Muslim. And you will go to Jannah. I think that's a beautiful summary of what we said. Very nice. Yes, Oscar, what's your question? What's the enemy of Islam and the Muslims? Then? Yeah, you're... I think that's a good point. I like, I like that point you made. You made a point that not everyone who uses the word Islamic 
is really Islamic. I agree with you. I agree with you. Like this. Yeah, like this. And other places. You're right. And other places. You're right. You're, everything you said is completely right. Completely right. And it has not, they have nothing to do, those people have nothing to do with Islam. Okay. You're right. Those people, they have nothing to do with Islam. So be careful, not everyone who uses the name Islam really has a connection to Islam. That's a very good point. I think that's excellent. Don't copy the people who have a different religion and who chose a different way. That's a beautiful point. I love that. Excellent. Yes, Habibi. Sorry? Okay, so if you see someone reading Quran and being nice to people, should you copy them? Yeah, you should copy the person who's practicing Islam properly. Jazakumullah khairan for watching. Please subscribe, share, and you can visit muhammadtim.com.